Hey there, thoughtful listener. Would you like consistent and predictable sales activity with no spam and no ads? I'll teach you step by step how to do this, particularly if you're an agency owner, consultant, coach, or B2B service provider. What I teach has worked for me for more than 15 years and has helped me create more than $10 million in revenue. Just head to upmyinfluence.com and watch my free class on how to create endless high-ticket sales appointments. You can even chat with me live and I'll see and reply to your messages. Also, don't forget, the Thoughtful Entrepreneur is always looking for guests. Go to upmyinfluence.com and click on podcast. We'd love to have you. With us right now, Jessica Dragon. Jessica, you are a business transitionist and investor. You're found on the web at can'twaittoretire.com. Jessica, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. I'm so happy to be here. Love to point this out right at the top. You're a military veteran, so thank you for your service. And we love having a business veteran or otherwise, you know, associated with the military in one way. They're now uh, kind of serving, uh, you know, business, other business owners and leaders. Uh, so thank you so much for that. And, and and like every other military veteran, I suspect that your uh, time in uniform um, has has influenced how you show up in the world today and what you do. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's it's really interesting how you learn everybody's role in your team, right? Just in case something happens, you need to know what everybody else's job is and you work accordingly as a team. And then I find myself in business completely on accident. And I was able to wear all those hats for the business very many years all by myself, with the exception of I always hired an accountant. So yes, it definitely influenced me. And what do you do today as a business transitionist? What does that mean? Well, we work with businesses that basically, if you hate your business, you need to call me. If you've been in business for a while and nothing seems to be working, I offer a fresh set of eyes so that I can identify the problem so you can fix it. And then we focus on increasing your revenue and cutting fixed costs by M&A practices. And if you decide you still don't like your business or you want to um, stay on, there's a very good possibility I would buy that business from you. <laughs> and how did you find yourself in this role? Oh, that is such a long answer. But basically, uh, uh, as I mentioned, I fell in business completely on accident in 2004. Um, when I had gotten out of the military, I was actually looking to work at the airport, but I couldn't figure out how to get past security because 9-11 had happened to get a job at the airport. And I enrolled in massage school and they had an internship that taught me basic business and told me that I could take the clients with me when I graduated. So I did. And next thing you know, I had a business. <laughs> so I had to fumble through the whole thing. I created it from start to finish. You know, I had the name, the website, um, the credentials, all of it. And um, by 2017, I hired my first employee. And then by the end of 2019, I had a staff of 31 and they were making me crazy. <laughs> like, oh my God. I was at such a point, I hated that business. And I didn't realize that selling it would have been an option. And I also didn't know what I would have done if I would have sold it. It was what I was just really used to, you know? 
And the uh, pandemic came and crushed that business. And I couldn't have been more excited because, like I said, I hated that thing, but I couldn't close the doors. It was a successful business. I have wonderful clients and I had plans to pivot in a different direction, um, which included a whole rebranding to attract clients that would book us more than once or twice a year and staff that was more professional and presentable. And also we had launched in um, Washington, Illinois and Maryland. And I wanted more of that. You know, I just wanted to have like a nationwide presence. And during the course of my business, I would try different mergers and acquisitions um, pieces. And I don't even know how I did that, like where that came from, where the idea came from or where it, it stemmed from um, to include giving equity away to a social media marketer to get that portion, you know, up and running. So during the course of my business as well, there would, there would think, be things that I would consider a mini pandemic that would happen. I feel like business is a video game. And once you reach a certain level, it's time to go to the next. And sometimes there's clients that you don't really have for a week or two. And then all of a sudden you make a couple changes and, and, and pivots. And next thing you know, your business is better than it was before and the stakes are higher and, you know, what are you going to do? So when the pandemic came and crushed it, I was like, this is a wonderful opportunity to figure out what's next for me. And I know that whatever it is, it's going to be really amazing and it's going to blow my mind and it's going to be awesome. And I ended up managing a mini golf course of all businesses. It couldn't be any different from massage. But, you know, I've been working since I was 12 years old. I've had various roles, you know, to be a cashier and all kinds of stuff. So when I came in there, the business owner and his brothers inherited it from their late mother, and they absolutely hated that business. And they basically handed it over to me. They were giving me keys, credit cards, letting me look at the, um, you know, the financials and everything and said, here, Jessica, take this business just run it like it's your own and make sure that that cash register is balanced. So I did, I went in and I worked with the teenagers. It was an awesome experience mentoring them. I had the owner to use for reference. He was amazing mentor and we went to work. I gave the place a facelift. We ended up with all new staff, um, all new relationships, kept relationships. We even increased the profits. And by the time I was done with that thing, um, the state senator gave us award for best mini golf course in Wisconsin. I didn't apply for that. <laughs> like, I don't even remember people coming in like secret service agents to play mini golf. It was yeah, just right. all of a sudden <laughs> I've got this award. I'm like, this is so cool. But while I was wrapped up in that, I ran into a uh, mergers and acquisitions challenge. And when I went through it, I said, that's it. That's what I want to do. It was like everything made sense from start to finish since I had been in business. And I knew that I could go to a completely different industry and blow it out of the water. And that's how I ended up in mergers and acquisitions. Yeah. Um. Well, wait a minute. So t tell me more about like how you go from um, business ownership. You, you obviously own, you know, the massage business you own or, or you're, you're managing the um, the golf course, the mini golf course. And so we're, it seems like a leap. How do we get to mergers and acquisitions? I just well, want to make sure I didn't miss something there. It, it leads that way because you have basic business principles and you look at the business and you evaluate it and you figure out what needs to be fixed 
with it and you make the necessary changes that come with it to include working with people, which I'm very, very good at. Mergers and acquisitions has a lot to do with when you have a company, you go ahead and purchase the companies that support it. And that's how you get your revenue up and your fixed costs down because you're going to bring a, another business in with cash flow and then you already have staff that's trained. It's a, very, it's a much more powerful way to do business than to just start something from scratch. Yeah. Jessica, you'd mentioned something um, a couple of times now about um, you know, hating or loathing one's own business. How does that happen? You would think from the outside that if someone starts a business, they must be, you know, it's kind of like that adage, you know, do what you like, you know, never work a day in your life. You're right. And, and you know, so certainly if you start a company uh, or buy into a company, you must be really into whatever you're going to be doing. So you're going to love it forever and you're going to love all aspects of it. And, you know, I did from the time I woke up in the morning till the time I went to bed, all I could do was think about this business and what was I going to do with it? And what's the next best thing? And who do I get to meet? And how was this going? And what needs to happen? And essentially with that, I burnt myself out. <laughs> you know, yeah. It was a lot of waiting by the phone for last minute clients too. Um, and they were only available that one hour of the day. And then I ended up changing the whole business. I'm very good at that, looking at the business and scrapping it and then like rebuilding it to whatever it needs to work. So in the end there, we were working with disabled and elderly and um, corporate only. We weren't even seeing individual clients. And um, yeah, it, it was just the constant thinking about business, not having a balance, not really having a life, just trying to make sure that all the, the wheels are spinning. I mean, you know, you, you have your business, but then next thing you know, you're dealing with your cell phone isn't working and you're at the Apple store and that eats so much of your time, mm -hmm. you know? But I think for me, where I really started to hate it was I had a staff of 31 people. I didn't have any former training in business. I didn't go to school. I didn't plan for this. And they were doing things that I couldn't control, like being on time and walking off jobs. And it was just, it was an embarrassing thing. And I know that in 2019, while I was going through um, this with the staff, um, I just kept reminding myself all the years before that I had worked with other professionals and it was enjoyable. There was just something about 2019 that just wasn't working for me. And, and so for our friend that's listening right now, um, and maybe they can identify with some of what you're talking about, um, maybe it's not hate, um, but boy, they are just not enjoying the day-to-day, -day, right? They're, they find themselves, maybe it's, um, they feel like they're running an adult daycare, um, yes. you know, maybe they're just way too many complications, problems, putting out fires. They're just negatives that go along with it that are like, you know, they might be saying in their head, you know what? I love this, but I hate all this other stuff. And so what? Do, how might one kind of process that initially to like, it's like if, if they say, well, I don't want to do this forever. Like I, I need something needs to change. Maybe it's not a sale because um, it's not the appropriate time to sell the company. But um, any ideas on that? 
Yes, absolutely. I do run into business owners from time to time, you know, that they're, I hate this business and I really want to sell it. And then they sit back and they say, wait a second, I had all these wonderful years. Like this is my baby. I don't really want to give it up. My favorite solution for that is to let you stay in the company if you would like to doing whatever role you want it is. And then myself and my investors would come in and run the business for you. And you can mm -hmm. do that piece that you absolutely love. What I find most business owners want to do when they don't want to exit their business just yet is they like to stay in on the sales. I am so okay with that. Yeah. Um, so who would be like an ideal connection or say someone that's listening to us um, say, well, Jessica might help people like me. Um, can you maybe further define like who like this kind of ideal connection, someone that you could really help would be like what sorts of things, um, what types of business, you know, that sort of thing. Right now, we're really looking for um, businesses that support multifamily units of 48 or better. So that looks like concrete, fencing, roofing, exteriors, um, locksmith, painting, those types of businesses. Um, but also, I have various different partners that are interested in different avenues. Like one of mine is interested in smaller businesses, um, like anything that's not food related, really. Um, but he loves to market businesses. So he's looking for the smaller mom and pop businesses. And then if it's a business that I'm not interested in, particularly, I have a whole network of people that I can send you out to and we can get you some help. Well, that sounds like a pretty great deal. So to uh, so someone's like, okay, I, all right, all right, all right. What, what are kind of the next steps for someone that's like, Jessica might be able to help me. She might be able to help with some ideal connections. Go ahead and send me a message through Facebook, Alignable, or LinkedIn. It's very easy to access me. I answer that stuff personally. Yeah, you're you're uh, just, just spelling on your name, Jessica. It's Jessica Dragon and and D R A G A N. Uh, if I said that correctly, um, yes. yeah, your LinkedIn is great. That's your website. Uh, can't wait to retire. Are, are there any other resources that you'd recommend? Maybe someone's maybe not necessarily. They may or may not be ready for a conversation, but they'd love to kind of dive into your world world a little bit more. Yes, I am definitely posting some tips and tricks and exactly what I'm up to and who I am on those social media outlets. Yeah, your your LinkedIn is really, really good in, in particular. So I'd recommend that as well. So awesome. Jessica Dragon, again, your website, can't wait to retire.com. Jessica, of course. Thank you for your service. Uh, you're Army. I'm Navy. We're friends. We're <laughs> all good. And uh, Jessica, it's been great having you. Thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you so much for the work that you do in the world. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate you as well. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group, 
Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.